Welcome to church. It's Doug. We're here on the tarmac at the Key West Airport. I'm getting ready to fly. We're actually just on stage. We're recording this in a controlled environment. Thought this was funny. Now's a great time for some announcements. Let's get those out to you. Hey, next Sunday, that's May 1st, after the 11 o'clock service, we're going to have our newcomers lunch out on the front deck. That's a great time to get to meet the staff. We'll all be there. I'll be there to answer questions, meet you, fellowship, have some light refreshments. It's a great time. That's next Sunday, May 1st, after the 11 o'clock service. Also coming up, May 4th, it was our one more youth meeting. That's for like sixth through 12th grades. You can come on over if you're in that age range and have a great time. We'll have a message, worship, games, and pizza. You don't want to miss it. Also in May, uh, we're, we'll be celebrating Mother's Day. We're going to do our annual tradition where all the ladies get a rose. Come on out for that. Bring your mothers, bring your families, bring, you know, just, just, just bring yourself to church. Do that. And also in May, we have the family fun night that we're bringing back. We'll set up our obstacle course bounce house and the human foosball. That's going to be a great time. That's at May 11th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Keep downloading the app. Check it out for more info. It's amazing what you can do with apps. I've got like boarding passes on here. So anyway, I got to get ready to go. I'm going to miss you guys this weekend, but enjoy church. Get ready for it. Good morning, family. I am so excited that you're joining us. We have a surprise for you. Someone singing one of our songs, and we're so excited. And then Pastor Steve's going to wrap up his series on Encourager. Have you been encouraged? Have you encouraged? I'm sure you have. I'm so excited. Are you ready? Cool. Good morning. Welcome to the vineyard. Very glad to have you here. Uh, in case you hadn't noticed, I'm not Douglas. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm the very old version. Thank, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun. Doug and Kim and a bunch of our other staff are all up at uh, Eddie Dorfel's wedding. He got married yesterday. So that was very exciting. So we're, uh, we're muscling through without them today. And we're excited about that. Thank you, all the staff and everybody helping us do that. It's funny. So I normally do what Georgina was doing, welcome everybody online. And Douglas gives me a countdown at five so, because you can't tell how quickly those 20 seconds are going. And I realized I can't count with my hands backwards because they don't work. So I can do five and four. And then when I try to do three... That that other finger goes with it. And I, no matter how hard I, by the time I figure it out, I've already gone past two to one. So way too much information, but uh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, we're very glad you're here. Let me tell you what we're going to attempt to do today. Uh, in just a moment, Chaplain Doug will lead us in communion. And then after that, uh, we'll have our worship set. We're going to sing. Are you got something to say over there? Oh. Is this mic better? Okay. That mic is set up for singing, and if I don't stay all the way in it, it cuts in and out. Apologize for that. So we'll just do it this way. Uh, where was I? Oh, worship. We got four great songs planned, and we'll hop into those. And then after that, Pastor Georgina will come up and lead the children in a Bible verse. And then I'm going to uh, finish our series on Encourager. Today, we're looking forward to that, talking about contentment. So that's where we're heading. Let's go ahead and pray. Papa, thank you for this time to gather here to worship you. You're such an awesome God. We've come to glorify you, God, and our hearts desire is that this time would bless and please you and help us just to focus on you and keep our eyes on you, Jesus. You are so, so good. We join with the church gathering everywhere this weekend. We pray, Almighty Father, you gave your only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification. Grant that we may put away the old yeast of malice and wickedness and always serve you in sincerity and truth through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Chaplain Doug, would you please celebrate communion for us? On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it 
saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, This is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion, or the Lord's table, or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to move into our time of worship now. You're welcome to sit if you would like, but if you are uh, are able and you'd like to stand with us, that would be great too. The words ought to show up everywhere. Here we go. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Your perfect love is casting out fear And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life I won't turn back, I know you are near And I will fear no evil For my God is with me And if my
God, that is who you are. Hey! Sing it again. Waymaker. Promise keeper. Life. All right, here we go. Come on, join me. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. Yeah. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop.
And he poured out his love in this place right now, right here, right now. I saw him pouring pitchers over the balconies of heaven. Liquid love, liquid love all over this place. Someone needs to hear that God loves you. It sounds so simple, but Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I'm reminding you right now, the love of God is good. He's good. And he loves you. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. We love you, Lord. We are so thankful for who you are for this chance to worship you and be in your presence to be with your people. As we look into your word, God, open our hearts and our eyes to all that you have for us. And come, be glorified, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Pastor Georgina, would you please come and lead the children in a Bible verse this morning. All right, good morning, loved of God. Do you know that, guys, that God just loves you? Oh, I love your shirt. So cool. Thank you for telling me and sharing. All right, guys, so we have been looking at the story of God's people, how God rescued them from the Israel, from the Egyptians, and how he got them into the promised land, right? So now we're in the book of Judges, which is still in the Old Testament part of the Bible, right? And in the book of Judges, what happens is that God had made a, made an agreement with his people. It's called a covenant, right? And he told them, I will keep my promises to you as long as you don't make any covenants or agreements with other nations surrounding you, right? He's like, they worship other false gods. Do not deal with them, right? Do not talk to them at all. And guess what happened? The people said, okay, Lord, we will do this. But did they really do that, guys? No. no. Twelve hours later, nope. Yes. No. <laughs> no, they didn't, right? They started to do really bad things, guys. Because, guess what? Joshua and the, and the elders of, the, of, the, of God's people, they died off. And then the new generation forgot about what God had done, right? We never want to forget that, what God has done for us. But they did. Yes, that's right. And then it goes on to a generation. Good job. Excellent. Yes, sir. And, yes, so they they didn't. And then Israel went into a cycle, okay? It's a really bad cycle, right? First, they forgot about, they disobeyed God. And then they worshipped other gods. Good job, right? And then after that, they forgot about God, and God was upset with that. So he let their enemies take over them, right? And the kings of these other nations were mean to God's people. And then the people remembered how they happy they were when they loved and obeyed God. So they cried out for help. And guess what happened? Judges 2.16 tells us, it says, Then the Lord raised up judges, right, to rescue the Israelites from their attackers. And judges were rulers over the earth, right, over the Israelites. And when the judges, while the judges were alive, the people obeyed the Lord. But when the judges died, the people again disobeyed the Lord. You see, the judges, they couldn't change people's hearts, right? Yes, 
They always cried out and God always listened. But the judges couldn't change people's hearts. But God sent Jesus to change our hearts and to save us from sin. Isn't that good news? Good news. Okay, awesome. So that's our story for today. And you guys are ready to say the Bible verse with me? Okay, ready? Repeat after me. Judges 2.16. Judges 2.16. Excellent job. Then the Lord... Raised up judges. Raised up judges. To rescue. To rescue. The Israelites. The Israelites. From their attackers. Excellent job, guys. Good job. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you know what? I heard it's James's birthday. Where's James? Way over there. Happy birthday. We're going to sing you happy birthday. Okay, would you guys help me sing uh, happy birthday to James? You ready? Here we go. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Yay. You can take one, okay? Not everybody awesome. likes the happy birthday song, and that's okay. <laughs> okay, guys, are you ready? So now we're going to do a very important thing. We get to talk to the Lord. Are you guys ready? We're going to close our eyes and try to think only about him, okay? Father in heaven, you're so, so, so good to us, Lord God. Thank you for rescuing us over and over again, Lord God, from everything that we do, Lord God. Thank you for forgiving us, Lord. And I pray that the little ones will follow you all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Go have fun. All right. Go have fun. Off they go. Running. Where are we going? I, why are we going? Yeah. Cute. Welcome to the vineyard. I know I said that already, but this is my normal time to say it, so I'm just comfortable. I like the routine of it. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Glad to have you with us today. And uh, if you're a first-time guest or visitor, that little code that just popped on the screen is for you. If you were to point your smart device at that with a camera on, a link would pop up on your phone that would take you to our digital connect card. There you would be asked for your name, phone number, and email address. Let me know. Let me tell you, if you fill it out, you will be getting texts and emails from us over the next six weeks, all right? So they'll be heading your way. Also, we have a gift for all the first-time guests back at guest services. If you didn't get one on the way in... Stop by on the way out, and they will uh, hook you up with a... <laughs> oh, well, we tried. With a, with a nice gift before you go. So, that's that. We pray for our neighbors. It's something that I'm always encouraging you to do. As you, you know, drive into your neighborhoods, or you drive out of your neighborhoods, you're walking around, just being there. Pray for your neighbors. Lift them up to God. And so uh, then when we gather, we do that corporately. So let's just take a moment and think about some of your neighbors. Get a couple there in your mind's eye, and let's go to the Lord. Papa, we pray for our neighbors. We ask, God, that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways, and that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. And help us, God, to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Keep it up. Makes a big difference. Keep on praying for them. We're going to finish a series that we started 17 weeks ago now because we took, uh, I didn't quite finish before Palm Sunday and Easter and we wanted to to take those weekends on as they came. So we're going to go back and finish up this uh, series. And I have one last verse that we're going to look at, Philippians 4.8. We're going to talk about contentment and all that that means. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited to do that. Just to quickly refresh you about this series, uh, it's about the ministry of encouragement. Holy Spirit is an encourager. Paraclete is one of his names or titles, which means just that, to come alongside and encourage. We're to be encouragers as well. 
And uh, we live in a very discouraged world. Our enemy is a discourager, tries to take courage out of people. So we're to put courage into people. Courage to love God and follow God and find life in Him. And that's what this series is mostly about. Just kind of being encouraged so we can encourage others. So we're going to pick up in verse 8, talk about contentment today. That's where we're heading in just a moment. I was trying to be cool with the Elvis look. That's not dated. Bad jokes, real quick. These are quite bad. I never thought orthopedic shoes would really work for me. I stand corrected. He wears Crocs, so... Someone ripped the fifth month out of my calendar. I am dismayed. Lastly, a large oil... It's good because, you know, there's a lot of fuel things happening. So a large oil company has announced it's going to start producing fuel from insect urine. I think it's BP. Yeah, it's disgusting. Disgusting. We changed our format a little bit because he likes to see my face close up when I react to his jokes because I don't hear him. So sure. So anyway, let's shift gears here a little bit and press into Papa, shall we, before we read the word? Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are so good to us, and we, we just extol your greatness, Father. Oh, Lord, you call us your beloved, your family, your children, your workmanship, Lord, your poema. Father, I pray that whatever we do in our daily lives, it would reflect you as a beautiful love poem. Just bless this day and all who are gathered here and listening here in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the Gospel of John. This is John 5, and this is the healing at the pool. Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there's in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five colored, covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. The one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. Blessed be the word. You guys can be seated. We're going to hang out in, uh, in that passage that Alice just read in a moment. It's one of my fa- I say that about everything. No, it's all my favorite, but it is one of my favorites. Um, we have been, in the last half of this series, hanging out in Philippians 4, 4 through 8. And this is the second of two sets of passages that I encourage you to just spend time in. Because part of this series was also encouraging you to press in to spending time in the Word. That this is so important for us to grasp that the, this, the Bible is divine literature. It's, it was written in such a way, inspired by God that the more you spend time in it, the more is revealed to you about who God is. And this happens over the course of your life reading it. So the Bible was never intended to be a one-and-done sort of book where you read it one time and you got everything you know. It doesn't, doesn't even begin to work that way. It is how v- important, very important, however, for believers to read the book. A lot of believers haven't read the book. I'm not picking. I'm just saying you, you need to. And uh, you need to get through it. But then you read it again. And you read it again. And as you're reading it, you hang out with it. You, you may pause and read one chapter for a while, or one passage, or one verse for a while. 
And just ask Holy Spirit to deepen it for you, to, to lead you into other spots, to help you really understand it. Uh, we're going to look at uh, one question today in just a moment. Do you want to get well? And I actually, at one point in my life, I spent about two years just hanging out around that verse. And I kept talking about it every, every weekend here for a couple of years. They were so glad when I moved on. But uh, you can do that with the Scripture. And I'm 37 years into my journey uh, of reading the Bible. And I've got to tell you that still to this day, and I read it a lot, I am constantly seeing new things. New things are being opened to me. Holy Spirit is revealing stuff because it's alive and, and it's active and it's amazing. And, and I want that for all of you. So dig in. We, we spent 10 weeks looking at Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. And now we've been six weeks or so in Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Hang out. Memorize it. Think about it during the day. There's some very powerful, powerful passages in this uh, verses in this particular passage, beginning at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. One of my all-time favorites. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, which brings us to this today. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, that is a, an amazing verse, as all of them have been. And you might say, well, you said you were going to talk about contentment, and I am, because I really think the tie here is that contentment is found by thinking about or focusing on what's true and noble and right and, and lovely and pure and admirable, excellent and praiseworthy. And that the, the Apostle Paul is constantly trying to encourage us to re-sort of do the way that we think, that our minds need to be renewed and transformed. He tells us that. And, and here's what's going on with that. So when you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. And, and really everything is different. Your eternal life has begun at that moment. You're a new creation from that moment on. Everything is different about the way that we live. And, and so we have all these amazing promises. They're all ours. And, and really everything has changed. However, there's something that doesn't catch up quite as quick. And that's our minds. The way that we think about things. Because... We've had years, many of us, in, in sort of the way that our minds work and the, and the filters that we use, and they, they usually have a lot of our old nature in them. And they're not where they need to be. And it's over time and in spending time with Holy Spirit and yielding to Him that those things are changed. But it's a process. This renewing of our mind takes a process. It takes leaning into the Scripture and praying and listening. It's, it's something that we, we have to choose to do. And so it's a... It's a big deal that, that we press into that. And I'm still amazed at how times I'll think about something and I'll realize as I think about it that I'm, I'm using an old filter to process the information because it's not really how I feel in my heart. I think, well, that doesn't, that doesn't even seem right. But it was where I went to right away because that's where my mind was still at. And it, and it needs to be, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't want to think that way. I want to think your way about these things. So it's, it's us pressing in to learn how to think God's way is what this is all about. And as we do that, that's when we really begin to experience contentment. It goes along with the joy that he talked about and the gentleness and the peace, all those things. And then this place of contentment in our life. Not of complacency, but of contentment. Pressing in, yielding to the Lord. So it brings us back to the passage I had Alice read, uh, one of my favorites there in John. And the big question that Jesus asks is, do you want to get well? And that's that question that I hung around on forever. Because it's life-changing when you get the scope of it. Because the answer to that question changes everything for you. And it really impacts not only your, your temporary life, but eternal life and how that works. Because um, getting well requires some movement on our part. And by nature, we kind of want things just to work out without doing a whole lot of pressing in and movement on our part. And that's sort of the setup on this question. So let me tell you what's going on. Jesus is going by this pool 
that was known to be a healing place. By legend, it was a healing place. And the legend was that uh, angels would come and stir the water and first one in got healed. And so that legend drew people to this pool. And this particular guy uh, that we're going to meet had been there 38 years, it looks like. You know, he may have been in this condition 30 years and maybe not at the pool so long, but it looks like he's been at this pool a very, very long time. So long, in fact, he's got no friends left, nobody to help him, and he's kind of off in a distance. And Jesus goes to this pool, and I always love this about Jesus. He notices this guy. There's other people there, but Jesus is drawn. And he goes over and he starts having a conversation with this guy. How you doing? My name's Jesus. Uh, You know, I don't know that he said that, but... I, I don't know, what's your name? Uh, but he, he, uh, he, he starts talking to him. Jesus sees him, they learned. So he talked, he'd been in this condition for a long time, so they had a conversation. And he asks him, hmm, do you want to get well? Now, if you're, if you're kind of reading quickly through the story, you'd think, well, that's an obvious answer. Of course he wants to be well. He's at the pool. He's made the effort to get to the pool, but been at that pool for a long time. You would think if you had 38 years, you would have figured out something, right? Like, don't leave the edge. I mean, you know, I, I can figure this one out. <laughs> I'm just going to camp on the edge. I'll, I'll camp in the water. I don't care. Something. Nothing. And, and when Jesus says, do you want to get well? He's like, and he has a lot of excuses right off the bat. Like, uh, well, you know, of course I want to get well, but there's nobody here to help me. And somebody else always beats me to the water. And I kind of live here now. I've kind of gotten used to it. I've got some of my other buddies hanging around and we're just like me. And we sit here and we complain all day and talk about how bad life is. And, and so when Jesus asks the question, it's a deep question. Do you, do you want to get well? Listen, if you get well, are you willing, are you, are you willing to change? Because, you know, if you get well, you're going to have to go live somewhere else. Probably going to need to get a job. Things are going to have to be different. Is that what you really want? Do you, do you want to get well, is the question, or do you just want to feel better? And that's kind of the way we have to look at the question because there's a difference in the answer. Do you want to get well, or do you just sort of want whatever it takes to feel better? Because getting well is going to require some effort and movement on our part. It always does. Getting well requires us to dig in, press in, pray, read the scripture, hang out more with Jesus. Uh, you know, it, it requires movement on our part. Or, well, you know, that, that, that's all a lot of work. I just kind of like to feel better. And that becomes the deal. So I love the question and it starts changing the way that you think. Do you want to be well? Or do you just want to feel better? A true disciple will always pick getting well over just feeling better. And it's sort of a reenactment, too, uh, of the, the whole situation that happens at the fall. There's God's way to go, and there's our way to go, where we think we can be like God. And we saw the choice that happened there and the mess up. In our own lives, we get to sort of choose. Do we want to go God's way, or are we going to settle for the easy way, where we sort of try and be like God? And it, it's kind of a constant reenactment of that decision. Do you want to get well? Yes. Then we're going to press in to the Lord, because that's where we find life. Now, one of the issues that we have is that when you come to know Jesus and when you begin this new life, there will be in you this longing that you might not quite understand. And this longing is a little un- un- it's unsettling, it's uncomfortable. And we, we often think that it's, it's something different than it really is. And we try and we don't like that longing feeling. We like, you know, we like to be okay. We want to be feeling better. We don't like this. What is that longing? And I think if we can name it for you, then, then the, all of a sudden you don't have to try and fix this longing. You just understand it's part of the deal. And the, what the longing is for you is a longing for new creation. When you come to know Jesus, Holy Spirit is in you. You know, you just know that you know that there is something more than what you're experiencing at the moment. And there is. Now, you've started your eternal life and, and Holy Spirit's in you and things are as good as they can get here. But what's coming is even better and deep down you know that. You, you start to understand deep inside you that 
that things are a mess, that we live in a, on a fallen, you know, in a fallen world on a broken planet, and things are not what they're supposed to be. We know from the Revelation 21 promise that there's a time coming when there's no more tears or pain or mourning or death, and and we we experience those things now, and it's hard for us, and something is stirred in us, and it's a longing for what's coming. Paul, I love the way he says things. He says in Second Corinthians five, for we know. That if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we'll not be found naked. For while we're in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life, eternal life, the power of life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Now, you'll know that that last verse is another one of my favorites in this passage, and that whenever I read it, whenever it pops up in a sermon, I want to stop here because of the way that it should impact us. So, Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? When you ask Jesus to be Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit now dwells in you. He's in us. We're, we're uh, the place where heaven and earth connect now. We're the a temple. And Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. Which is just, ought to just take your mind and make it go crazy when you think about how amazing that is. That Holy, Holy Spirit's with me. He's, he's speaking. He's, he's teaching. He's leading. And he's, you know, wanting me to yield to him and show me things. And he's in me. Uh, so that's cool. But what's even cooler as I spend time thinking about this is that the way it's worded there is that, that he's a deposit guaranteeing what's to come. And my understandings of deposits are deposits are a part of the whole, right? It's not the whole deal. It's a part of the whole deal. And if Holy Spirit is a deposit, how amazing must the whole deal be? And that just makes me stop all the time and think, well, how... How is, how is Holy Spirit, how is God living in me just a part of what's coming? And it, it should start to get your sort of mind every now and again. Let your holy imagination go about what's coming when heaven comes to earth and everything is renewed and restored and we get those new bodies and that we dwell on this planet with God forever. Just let your mind go every now and again and think about that because it will satisfy some of that longing knowing it's to come. But the reality is... That longing is what it is, and we're not to try and fix it. It's, it is what it is until Jesus comes back. It's there to remind us that we live in a fallen world on a broken planet. It's there to remind us that we have a vocation now with God, that, that, that He wants us to go and be a blessing into the world, and, and to partner with Him to make a difference now on the planet, because it's not what it should be. So that longing is just His reminder that everything's a mess, because we're a mess. But He's changing us. And he's going to change everything. So we, we have to stop thinking the way the world does. This is that whole thinking dynamic that we're in. We have to stop thinking the way that the world does. So we are definitely impacted by our culture, by everything that's going on around us. We can't help it. Um, it's just a part of everything. And so there's a lot of this uh, mess that obviously the culture has, and that's impacting us. You've got to have this. You've got to have that. You'll never be happy without this and that and the other thing. And all these things are going on. And that's not where we find life. Paul says this, don't conform to the pattern of this world, to this culture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, so don't think the way that the world and the culture... Don't we live here, and I get that, but we think differently. Our minds are being transformed and renewed by Holy Spirit living in us and as we spend time in the Word of God. And, and so we're to think differently, not the way that everything thinks around us and not the way that we often try and fix things in the world around us. Like, sometimes when that longing's there... And we just don't want it there. And so we look for ways to make it go away. And, and some things might seem okay. Well, like we'll get really busy. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I'll just be so busy that I, I don't ever have time to slow down and get in touch with it. 
Or, that's not working, I'm just going to numb it. And we turn to all sorts of things to do that. See, but, but none of those are the way that we find life. We find life by learning to think God's way. We plug in by thinking God's way, by asking Him to help us, by, by pressing in to those things that we need to focus on, by, by pressing into those things which are eternal, our relationship with God and our relationship with people in relationship with God. And, and we find the balance where, where that begins to change our lives. This is that verse, this time out of the message paraphrase. And, and I love the way it's written here. That's because of what it adds to the verse. Summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. What a great place just to hang out for a while and go, you know, my mind gets racing on all these things that are just all around me. But here, the Word is telling me that that what's going to be best for me is to fill my minds and to meditate on these things, things that are true and noble and reputable and authentic, compelling and gracious. Learn to appreciate the things in life that you have now. It's very easy for us to get stuck in, I just, I'll be able to experience life when all these things sort of line up for me, when I have these things. And it's such a trap. Because chances are, if you ever get all those things, and I pray that you do, but you'll still feel the same way because it wasn't the issue. The issue is learning to enjoy where you are now in your walk with God and the people around you. One of my, one of my very favorite things in the mornings, every morning except this morning because we're busy on Sunday mornings, but every other morning uh, when Alice gets up, we spend some time out on our patio in our little rocking chairs and uh, we have a cup of coffee and we just enjoy one another for the first 20 minutes or so with no talking whatsoever because she's not awake yet. <laughs> and then, you know, the coffee kicks in <laughs> and it's just, it's just sweet. Our dog is there. You know, it, it's just always this, okay. Because, the, you know, the moment we step away from there, there's the potential for the world to get crazy. And we, we got to live here in the world. I get that. But those moments, find those moments throughout the day. Find those places where we can enjoy everything that's in these Philippians 4 verses, where we can, we can rejoice and we can appreciate the gentleness and the peace and, and then find this place of contentment because that's where life is and that's the life He has for us. So plug into that. Uh, next week we're starting a brand new series. Pastor Doug and I are going to do it together on the fruit of the Spirit. So that's a little heads up. Galatians 5 uh, is where we'll be. So if you want to do that, uh, we're going to finish there. Uh, ministry team. Those that are here, would you head over to the wall? People on the way over there to that wall are here to pray for you. And if you need prayer for anything before you dismiss, we'll make sure you get it. But uh, let me say this. Listen, everything that we talked about today, it all starts with Jesus. By knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. Jesus invites us into His story. And the way that we accept the invitation is we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. That's all it takes. And if you've never done it, I want to encourage you, do that today. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Because that changes, changes everything. And God is good, and God loves you. Amen. I think when Steve was preaching this morning about do you want to get well, and he was talking about kind of the illegitimate things that we do to comfort ourselves there were some of you that things came up in your mind that you know you need healing from and that you know you need to walk on a different path. And if that just happened to be you, I'm going to pray for you really quick. Because I feel like the I saw the Lord just setting paths straight for people. And if that's a desire of your heart, just receive the simple prayer over your life. Father, I pray that you would light the way on that path, Lord, that it would lead straight to you and to your heart. And just bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. My friend Alicia got a word during worship. I'd like her to share with you. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Good morning, church. Um, so during worship and we were singing Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, 
someone, or maybe more than someone, felt that's true for them, but it's not true for me. And the Lord is going to, I just want to bless you that the Lord is going to remove that unbelief and that doubt and that bitterness from you. And he's going to replace it with all of his promises and all of his truth and all of his love for you. He has a way of softening our hearts, doesn't he? Amen. Amen. And listen, I, I had this thought too that, you know, the, the guy at the pool, um, he, he had to take a little action. He had to stand up, something he hadn't done, and he had to pick up his mat. If, if something has you stuck, and, and you get it, there's something that's got you stuck, maybe your first step is, is going over and letting someone pray for you. Just maybe you haven't had anybody pray for you, or you've just kind of been, but let's, let's get someone to pray for you, bring that up into the light, and, and find some peace and movement in that today. Thank you so much, church, for your amazing generosity. We love partnering with you. Yeah. I'd like to give little updates from time to time. So we had the, the food truck go up to an event in Marathon at a school this week. Well received. You know, the teachers and all the kids, they love ice. Who doesn't like ice cream, right? I still, I still think, um, when I was a kid, do you remember hearing the ice cream truck? And, and maybe, I still give, I hear it, they don't happen many anymore, but if I hear it, I get a kick out of it. I think, oh, where's the quarter? And then I realize, oh, that's not going to work. Give me a $5 bill. But, uh, <laughs> but you wouldn't even need a quarter at our truck because we give all that stuff away because you guys are so generous, right? And we have... Uh, We've been asked for something. So we just ordered, I want you to know those two, we just ordered yesterday a snow cone machine to put in the truck. And uh, I know. And, and people love kids. Who doesn't? But she was telling me, oh, it's snow cone. All of a sudden, she wants a snow cone. And uh, we'll be able to bless the community with snow cones when we go to these events too. So very cool. Thank you guys for everything and how cool it is to partner with you on this journey. So thank you for doing that. Let's sing the doxology. And we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Have a great day. It looks like it's nice out there. Get out there, catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching online. We love you guys and hope you have a great day too and that uh, things are well with you and where you're at. And um, next week, new series, as I said, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, we'll be digging in. Yeah, fruit of the Spirit. Yes. We're going to be doing fruit of the Spirit. I like fruit, but I like fruit of the Spirit even better. Yes. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.